and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome back to LGBTND, where the D stands for dice, and every voice you hear is a member of the LGBT community. You can call me Andy because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns, and today we are going to be running through part two of our team-up issue with Charlie from Real Fantasy Encounters as the group tries to make their way out of this Galaxian spaceship. We started this last week and sort of ran out of time, but not ran out of content, so we will be continuing today. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with Eve, if you would like to remind us who you are, who you'll be playing, and one thing you remember from last week's issue with Charlie. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Weaver. You can call me Eve. Uh, I use she, her, they, them pronouns, and I am playing this week uh, Mari Serafinas, otherwise known as Quasar, uh, one half of an intergalactic lesbian duo. Last week, what do I remember about last week? Oh, I remember that at the end, we found out that Johnny Forearms has uh, malice. Oh, my God, I'd completely forgotten. <laughs> No, Johnny Forums actually has eight arms. He's part spider. Oh, <laughs> uh, next up, Alexia, would you like to remind us who you are, who you'll be playing, and one thing from last week's issue? Uh, hello, my name is Alexia. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. Uh, I will be playing Solar Flare or Helia Style, um, and who also goes by she, her pronouns. I am the other half of the uh, intergalactic lesbian duo. And last week, I found myself a brand new pet. Mm, oh, that's right, the Zalcac. That was what it was called, right? Yes. Thank you for reminding me, because I was about to have to look that up. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's that. <laughs> it's called Patchwork now. That's right. That was the one I didn't have written down. Charlie, would you like to remind us who you are, who you're playing, uh, one thing from last week, and if you want to throw in that plug now, feel free to. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll take that plug. Um, my name is Charlie. I use she, her pronouns, as does my character Lakshmi Dishpande, also known as the hero Shikari, from uh, my podcast, Real Fantasy Encounters. You can hit us up on Spotify Pod being iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us for some of that sweet, sweet, chaotic teen drama. Very nice. And joining us for this issue is Justin. If you would like to introduce yourself and we will get to who you'll be playing once he becomes uh, plot relevant. Uh, hi, I'm Justin. You may know me as Shadowclaw, but for this issue, I am still using him, he, him pronouns, as does myself in real life. And that's all you'll know. Mysterious. Okay, so when last we left off, I believe everyone was still sort of in the battle dome. If I remember correctly, because this was a real life week ago, Quasar was sort of grabbed by the Emperor of the Galaxians. Shikari was held in the air by one of the tendrils of the Zelkak. And Solar Flare was off with her. I think that the U2 and the Zelkak were like halfway sort of between the freight elevator and the Emperor. I think it had stopped moving towards the elevator, 
but you all weren't making your way towards the Emperor either. Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. I'd managed to, um, like, empath it to calm down enough to stop trying to charge the Emperor, but not calm it down enough to actually get it to get it to safety. <laughs> right. So, Quasar, you were sort of face-to-face with this uh, four-armed, gold-armor-plated Gerlaxian as you saw its eyes get taken over by the blackness of Project Malice. What do you want to do? Uh, that is a very good question. <laughs> uh, I want to not be in this position right now. Fair enough. Uh, I am. I am going to. I am going to attempt to use my pheromones to basically take over his mind. Okay. To what end? Uh. Well. It's said that those who have mastered the ability of uh, pheromones can cause people to become their servants if they if they do exceptionally well, if they have exceptionally high roles. It's not phrased like that, but close enough. Uh, so that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to basically just like make him obey at least for a short period of time. That way I can be like, let me go, go away. We're going to leave. Okay. Roll to unleash your powers for me, then. Plus freak. Wish me luck, guys. I got an eight. Okay. On a seven to nine, mark a condition, or the GM will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. I am going to mark afraid, because I just had a guy with four arms grab me, and then his eyes turned jet black. Yeah, that's fair. That doesn't happen every day. Uh, as What does it look like as you're using these pheromones on him? Uh, from his perspective, or, like, at all? Just, like, on the, uh, comic book page. I imagine that on the comic book page, it's going to kind of show my character kind of struggling against him, against his, like, numerous fucking arms, which is still kind of creepy to me. And then there's just going to be this, like, cloud of glitter that rises up out of me, and that's the pheromones. And as it kind of wafts around him, he's going to kind of back down a little bit and release his grip and he's going to become a little bit uh what do you call that like where they just like slump like like stunned or just like kind of out of it like just kind of lethargic you know i think lethargic works that makes sense i feel like that's the, the i feel like there's a better word for it but i can't think of it but yeah just when you thought the podcast couldn't get any gayer we've got magical uh man controlling litter pheromones yep <laughs> So I think he takes a step back as this is happening. His hands sort of tighten their grip on each of these four swords that he's holding. He looks into your eyes with his own jet black eyes, and you can tell that there is just like pure hatred, but he's unable to act on it right now. I want to cut over and see what Solar Flare and Shikari are doing as they are sort of working on presumably still getting the Zelkak to safety. Yeah, I mean, personally, I feel like Shikari's a bit torn right now as much as she wants to help Patchwork. I mean, the only found friends she has right now that I feel like she she feels that she can rely on are... Uh, uh, solar flare and quasar and one of those two is 
not in the greatest positions right now. So I think uh, I, uh, I I don't know if she's gonna. Tr- oh man, I'm torn. I really am. Uh. Okay. Um, I think Sola Flair would just um say okay. I think she'd say something like, okay, Shikari, can you get Patrick to the elevator and get him out of here? I'm gonna go help Quasar. And then she just like zooms straight at uh, the Galaxian Emperor, kind of both hands, kind of like Superman style flying, ready to strike him in the head. Okay. Uh, I want you to go ahead and roll to provoke Shikari for me. Yeah, sure. Um, what's my place for a minute? Provoke superior. That's plus superior. Yeah, I got a five. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Go ahead and mark your potential. Oh, I get to take an advancement now. Nice. Uh, Shikari, you watch as Solar Flare says this and flies off in the direction of the Emperor. As she's flying, he turns his head towards her and, like, he is brought into the sort of, like, knowledge that she's coming in on him. His arms go up as she's attempting to fly to attack him, and he uses her momentum against her, slamming her down into the ground. Solar Flare, he's now got one hand reached down, wrapped around your neck, and I need you to go ahead and mark a condition for me. Uh, sure. So, uh, I'll go with Afraid, I think. That works. And Shikari, what are you doing in the, uh, Zolka tendril? I... I think especially after a, like a fail provoke role, she she sees this emperor like despite these pheromones, he still managed to just sort of one hit her. And I think because she's already established this like telepathic communication with Patchwork, and she just thinks at him very quickly as fast as she can. She's like, "We're gonna get you out of here, and you're gonna be safe. But I need you to trust me right now, okay? I need you to throw me." Okay. Let's see. And I, I, yeah, I guess she's going to try and convince Patchwork to throw her at the Emperor. Uh, because you have, like, established that mental link, I think he just kind of, like, you don't really necessarily need to roll for that. He pulls, like, his tendril back with Shikari in it and just kind of yeets her in the uh, Emperor's direction. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat for me. I I actually have a Janus move that I'd like to use oh, here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a move called I'll save you. You're willing to pay high costs to keep your loved ones safe. Uh, reveal your secret identity to someone or mark a condition to defend a loved one as if you rolled a twelve. So as I'm hurtling towards the emperor, I'd like to wedge myself between the two and mark a condition and defend my teammates as if I rolled a 12 plus. Perfect. Okay. What condition are you marking? Oh man. I I'm so I'll roll that move there. I yeah. Um that's a full hit, but I I think she's gonna feel um a little bit guilty. Because there was there was no way for her to let Solar Flare or Quasar know what was coming before she did it, and she's just sort of abandoned Patchwork to come and fly in and try and help the fight, and she's sort of left Patchwork on his own. So I think she's going to mark guilty. Okay, so Shikari flies through the air, uh, smacking into the 
general of the Galaxian Empire. You do knock him off of Solar Flare, and the two of you sort of like do the movie roll across the dirt where you hit the ground and roll over a couple of times before landing on your stomach, able to get up. He looks at you and lets out like a low growl. And then he looks over to the Zolkak, who has just started running off towards the freight elevator. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, what is Quasar going to do? Because it's been a bit since you've gotten to act. Wasn't Solar Flare in like a dangerous situation? She was. Shikari uh, flew through the air and smacked the general off of her, though. Uh, okay, so what I'm going to do is, as quickly as I can, can I just swoop in and grab them both and just kind of, like, start heading back? Sure. Roll to, uh, try to defend the two of them. Oh, boy. Since you're stealing them out of this situation. Unfortunately, guys, I'm insecure. So let's see how this goes. Oh, no. I got a five! Uh (laughs) Oh, no! This isn't going well. So you do have three team in the pool. If the two would like to help her, you can bring that up to a seven. Or if you want to use one selfishly, Quasar. Uh, don't I? Well, we have to get it up to a seven at least, so... Yeah, seven minimum. I've I've got a way that I could help um, if Quasar wants to use one selfishly or if uh, you want to, uh, to use one as well. I mean, I'm down to use this team. We haven't tapped into it yet. Okay. Um, so as, because uh, Eve, you said that you were kind of, that uh, Quasar was sweeping in to kind of grab us and pull us away. Um, as you're doing that, uh, I think Sertha is going to just start throwing her like solar bolts at his face to try and like uh, put him off balance, like just really frantically like hurling them at him to like prevent him from kind of like being able to uh, pursue us or even really see what he's doing and also hurt him, hopefully. Uh, as these bolts are being hurled, he's sort of just like knocking them away with the three swords he's got left in his hands, but they are definitely slowing him down as he's got to deflect them. What is Shikari doing to aid in this situation? I think Shikari's going to go to a utility belt because I've, I had it pointed out to me after I was like reflecting that I have not been utilizing that. So Shikari, for those of you not in the know, has this little utility belt that is just full of everyday items like pen and papers, pocket knives, poppers, little spark plugs, like just handy things you can find at your Home Depot or Bunnings. And I think she's, you said this guy was armored, right? Heavily armored. Yeah, he's got like big gold armor on him. I'm I'm still within touching distance of this dude, right? Uh yes. I I think as Quasar swoops in and Solar Flare shoots these rocks up, as I'm as the two of us are getting swooped up, just before I get out of arm's reach, I I think I try and tase his armor <laughs> with a little with a little security taser that her mom had given her just to be safe around Halcyon City. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would con like armor would like conduct electricity, right? <laughs> I don't actually know if gold is conductive. We may get like um actually on this on Twitter. <laughs> but I'm gonna roll with it. It's alien gold. It's fine, it works. It, it's fantasy gold. Galaxians are like Pokemon. Electric's super effective against them, so they use yeah. it for like gold plated, like HDMI cords. Of like, oh, it's gold plated. Yeah. yeah, well, it's very <laughs> good. Okay. Perfect. 
So, yeah, I think he just, like, jabbed this taser into, like, the rib section of his armor. No pun intended, shocks him for long enough that one of uh, Solar Flare's bolts is able to catch him in the face. And that will bring Quasar up to a 7 on her defend roll. So you keep them safe and choose one. Add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. That's me, right? Yeah, that's you. I'm going to clear insecure. Makes sense. And then on a 7 to 9, it costs you. Expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Ah, I'm going to expose myself to danger. Okay. Because I'm not really... I like to think of it that I'm not really paying attention to, like, what's going on behind me as I drop my crochet hook. As I, like, grab these two and I'm just, like, hurtling away. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of grabbing them and just getting away as quickly as you can, right? That's the idea. Okay. Hopefully it works. I think that you just kind of put everything that you have into the sort of effort to get away. You boost as quickly as you can towards this freight elevator on the other side. And I think as you, like, place them down near where the Zolkak is, I think you sort of, like, boost too hard and slam into the wall as you're being chased down by this emperor. And I'm going to need you to... uh, Actually, no. You slam into the wall. I don't want to have you mark another condition because you just removed one. So I'm going to say that you're taking a minus one forward to your next, like, roll that you're doing something, like, physical. Your back slams into this wall. You're going to be sore for the next couple of minutes, but you're not going to have to mark a condition on that one. I'm going to get to, I'm going to use this 100% to, like, get pity points with the girlfriend. I'm injured. Okay, so the three of you are with the Zoltek on this freight elevator. There are two big red blinky buttons, one with an up arrow and one with a down arrow. Are one of you going to press one of those buttons? For the record, you saw it come up from the bottom, and above you is a solid roof. So take that for what you will. Uh, down. Yeah. Okay. So you all press the down button as the general is following after you. Elevator sort of shakes underneath of your feet and descends down to the lower level of this spaceship. As you get there, you find yourselves in the prison slash holding cell area. You see the alarms, see and hear the alarms blaring as there are a large number of Garlaxian soldiers. If you remember, in the last issue, you all uh, freed all of the prisoners on this ship. The soldiers are now here doing battle with those prisoners. They have blaster guns and the electric spears that you saw earlier. There are various types of prisoners doing battle against them. You see a silver-skinned humanoid shooting fire out of his hands at one of the Garlaxians. On the other side of the holding cell area, there's, like, a guy that has stolen one of the blasters and just, like, uses it to shoot one of them in the midsection. And Justin, 
would you like to introduce your character and tell us what it is he's doing as he escapes from his holding cell? Uh, my character, a very lithe male presenting with gray skin person, comes out of his cell and stretches out. Uh, so where are, the, uh, where are we all shooting towards? Okay, so as you come out of your cell, there is, uh, off to your left, three people just came down with, think, a giant woolly mammoth with uh, six legs and sort of eldritch tentacles. Uh, towards the right are the Garlaxian soldiers that have captured you and the uh, exit from the holding cell area. So I don't know if anybody else here plays D&D, but does anybody else kind of imagine like an Odiug? Oh. oh, that's, that's what's in my head. Yeah. I don't actually know what that is. An Odiug is basically like, is a mouth on a back on like four legs and then it's literally just like a bunch of tentacles coming out of the top. But the issue, like, the only thing that I think is different is the fact that an Odiug is, like, a sentient cesspool. Yeah, it's like if you got, like, a really deep, like, Venus flytrap and had it breed with a toad. It's, it's... O-T-Y-U-G-H. Yep, that's it. I typed it in, figured it would autocorrect. Yeah, that's actually very, very similar to, yeah. Okay, so that's basically what you see. Sexy. Yeah, I'm going towards the, the soldiers. Running directly at them. Okay. Are you attacking, or are you just kind of throwing your body in there? Let's see. I'm going to give them a hand. Okay. That's punching them with my fist. Okay. Roll to directly engage a threat for me, then. Plus danger. Ten. Okay. On a ten plus, pick two from the list. Resist, avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Resist their blows and create an opportunity. Okay. What kind of opportunity is it that you're creating? Let's see. A big distraction, because as I punch that one guy, I'm going to go ahead and choke him, and then tear off my arm, and then choke the other guy, other people, another person. So I, I intend to surprise the hell out of them. Yeah, that definitely is surprising them. Uh, the... Guards sort of, like, turn their attention on you. A couple of them start circling on your location. What are Shikari and the intergalactic lesbians going to be doing as this chaotic scene is going on? Galaxians, are any of them in kind of like a group, kind of all bunched together? Yeah, there's a group that are circling in on Justin's character. Okay. Um. How far is he? Far enough away? Because I'm. Uh, how far away are they from him? They're like they're getting pretty close. They're uh, within threatening distance. Okay. Um. I want to shoot uh, some of my solar bolts at the ceiling to kind of bring chunks of it kind of crashing down onto the guards that are kind of approaching him. Uh, just to just to save him. Okay. Roll to defend. Uh, Justin's character. Do you mind if I say who it is? Uh, no, I'll try and work it in. <laughs> Roll to defend Justin's character, then. Okay. Uh, us. <laughs> I got a oh, six. No. <clears throat> okay, you all do have one team left in the pool if somebody wants to use it. If <sighs> I can come up with consequences. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, I think we're good for, for now. <laughs> okay. So, I think that you do definitely hit the ceiling with your... Solar blasts. 
a large portion of rubble does mm -hmm. down, but it is going to catch Justin's character as well. And Justin, I need you to mark a condition on that one. And yes, Aww. potential, Alexia. Okay. Um, thank you. Let's see. Yeah, I'm going to be angry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So as this rubble falls down and crushes you, how are you responding? Uh, where exactly did it crush me? Like, what part of my body? Like, it fell down, uh, sort of, like, stacked on top of your, uh, lower body. Like, from the waist down. Okay. It uh, did hit the Garlaxians as well, but it's, it also hit you in the process. Fair. Okay. Are there more soldiers to take down, or is that just everyone and then there's me? Uh, there's still more soldiers to take down, yeah. Okay. Then with my one free hand, I'm going to start pulling myself out from underneath it. I guess I'll just leave my legs. It's fine. You know, as you do. Yep. I'm going to full-on creepy walk towards the soldiers like and act like a zombie as my arm regrows. Okay. Hmm. I'm trying to decide. I feel like that's provoking them into fear. Does that make sense? I guess that makes sense. Is that... No, yeah. Right here? Yeah. Yeah, the only other thing would be, like, the mislead or distract or whatever thing. But I don't know how that one ends. Yeah, roll plus superior for me. Let's see how this works out. Okay. That's a 12. <laughs> nice. Okay. On a 10 plus, they rise to the bait and do what you want. I think the sort of last guards turn and, like, run off out of this area. You see the silver-skinned humanoid chasing after them with fire erupting from his hands. And he turns to look at the three of you as well as Justin's character and he's like, Who are you guys? Yeah, I'm I'm like kind of phased. Um I I think she's seen this this weird like tentacle like in the space of a few seconds, this weird tentacle like mammoth and then the rubble came down, and now there's this this dude without his legs and he's zombie crawling towards her. And I I think, I mean, are your legs currently regrowing back or is that like a process? Nope, they just pop back out, ready to okay, go. Okay, okay. It's, it's not fine. like Deadpool and uh, baby legs situation. <laughs> oh. Yeah, baby legs, right, right. <laughs> okay, Um, I think Cellaflower would say, hi, I'm Cellaflower and this, this, this is my pet, he's called Patchwork. And this this is Quasar. I'm sorry for hitting you with, with rocks earlier. Are you a Clorathian? I don't know what that is, but I'm going to say no. I'm Bird Snatcher. Oh, hello. I was previously not here, but now I am. And I don't like it. And and you hear this sigh of relief from Shikari. And she's like, oh, thank God, I'm not the only one. Oh, God, I have no idea what I'm doing here, but we're trying to figure out how to get out. You want in? Wait, where are you? where are you from? A hole? Like a black hole? Oh, that answers zero of my questions. But I'm pretty sure that, like, um, what's her face over here? Shikari. <laughs> oh, Shikari, yeah. That's it. I'm pretty sure she's human, which means Earth. So we can get her back there. Uh, yeah? Yeah, I'll go there. Are you from Earth? Probably. Why are there so many <laughs> humans here? Hey! I feel very outnumbered right now, but, you know, fair. I mean, there's Let's... only two of my race, and... Oh, you know, fair. That's even. Two and two. Oh, so you are human. Yeah, I question that categorization as he regrows his legs. 
And she just sort of looks back. She's like, yeah, I certainly can't do that. But, um, okay, well, I mean, where do we go from here? Like, the roof just caved in. I just got out of my cell, so I don't know this place at all. I, I think... Are there any there, are there any um more of those panels in the wall that I can we can like tap into? Yeah, I'm sure there's one like as the uh hallway that the Garlaxians ran out of, there's probably one next to it, sort of like where you'd expect a light switch to be when you walk into a normal room. So you could make your way over to it and interact with it. There's no conscious soldiers left in this area. Yeah, I will. Like, I I think Shikari, um, having watched the the data pads being interacted before, she tries and pulls up the the map again to try and figure out where she is. Oh yeah, it's not like I'm the the tech specialist or anything. This is <laughs> oh, fine. Shit, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, that's... we've got two beautiful like sorcerous aliens. I'm like, wait, that's right. One's a tech specialist. <laughs> shit. We have we technically only have one sorcerous alien and. She's like the interpersonal specialist, which is why she's obsessed with pets. I'm a xenobiologist. Yeah, you're able to pull up a map the same way you did previously. Uh, You find... Computer map. uh, You find at the end of this hallway, it like splits off in two different directions. One off to the left and one off to the right. The one off to the right, after a couple more turns... Uh, leads you to what is marked as like the main bridge or like the control the control room for this ship. As you are taking note of that, though, you hear a thud behind you. The emperor has entered into this area, and he is very angry. I want to try and grab one of those like electric staffs that the downed guards are using. Okay. Like, is there any of those poking? Yeah, out from under the rubble. I think. Yeah, there's one conveniently close to Shikari's feet. Yeah, I think the second she sees him, she sort of freezes and she goes, okay, we've got, I need something right now. And she she leans down and grabs this this giant, this staff that's way taller than her. And it just sort of crackles with this energy and she stands in this sort of fighting stance. And she's like, you guys ready to run? Or are we taking him down? <laughs> I mean, we can take him down, but you should probably switch that to kill. Oh, cool. And she, like, thumbs the button that was, like, conveniently out of panel until now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have an idea, and I just, like, I'm going to walk over to the now open panel, and I'm just going to try to interface with it to label the Emperor as a quote-unquote security threat. Oh, nice. And hope that this the ship's security is able to like the ship's like automated security system is capable of slowing him down. Okay. Uh I'm assuming you want to use your alien weaponry skill there. Uh alien. If I yeah. Oh, if I can do that, then I can make it do something that doesn't normally work, that doesn't normally that it doesn't normally do. So what I'm going to have it do is I'm going to try to make it so that it's like any time that he enters a new area, all of the airlocks immediately close. And all of the weapon systems on the ship immediately attack him. That okay. should slow him down considerably. Yeah, go ahead and roll for that for me. Let's see if I got it. I got a four. Oh, no. And we don't have, like, any team left. You certainly don't have three team left. Yep. Uh, there's, like, a thing about this, though. 
Um, on a miss, the device works, but it has a completely unintended side effect that the GM will reveal when you use it. Okay. Do I mark potential? Yeah, go ahead and mark your potential. Yay! My potential is full. My potential is... <laughs> oh! I swear I can English. So I think I'm going to need you to mark either guilty or insecure as you interface with this. You do see weapons from the ceiling, like big turret-style guns. They start firing sort of just randomly around the room. And as you were trying to stop the airlocks or get the airlocks to sort of like stop the emperor, you see a giant metal door descending down over the hallway that is your only escape from this room. Can I fly over to the uh, metal door and kind of try and hold it up, like prevent it from closing? Yes. Uh, I'm going to mark guilty. Yeah, that was going to be what I asked was what you were going to do. Uh, Alexia pitch move there. Do you think it would be defending your allies or unleashing your powers? I guess even directly engaging could be a thing. I feel like in this situation, I kind of feel like I'm trying to, because we're trying to run away. So I guess defend makes more sense because I'm trying to like keep our avenue of escape open um, rather than being forced to fight the emperor. Roll plus savior for me. Sure. Um, so yeah. Nine. Nice. All right. Uh, on a hit, you keep them safe and choose one from the list. Add a team to the pool, take influence over someone, or clear a condition. Um, I think I'm going to clear a condition. Um, I'm going to get rid of, I think, guilty, because I'm helping the team. So. Okay. And then expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Um... I think I'm flying upwards. I think exposing myself to danger makes the most sense. Okay. So we will cover how that happens in just a moment. How is, like, is Bird Snatcher trying to leave through this door as she's catching it sort of on her shoulders, or what's he getting up to now? Yeah, uh, he'd follow. Uh, definitely trying to help keep it open if there's other anyone else trying to get through. Okay. I'll phrase it this way. Is there anyone not? trying to escape through this door before it closes. I mean, I I feel like if if Birdsnatcher... It was just Birdsnatcher holding open the door now, or...? No, it's... Uh, it's me as well. She's oh, okay, got okay. The way I'm imagining it is, like, she grabs it. Uh, she's got sort of that classic uh, comic book panel where, like, her feet are planted into the ground. She's got it, like, up on her shoulders with her hands trying to, like, push it to keep it up long enough for everybody to get through. Okay. Then, yeah, no, I think I'm going to try and uh, ease ease the burden and just get on the other side of that door as soon as humanly possible. I'm going to call out to Patchwork. Is he on, like, where is he? He's sort of in the middle of this holding cell area. Okay. I'm going to, you know what? Uh, He hasn't communicated. I'm going to uh, basically just start motioning. Like, come on, we need to go. I have influence over him, so... You're trying to get him through the door, then? Yeah, I'm trying to save him him as well. Okay. Roll to provoke him and take your plus one for having influence. I got a six. Does anybody want to help? Oh, actually, I'm going to use my... uh, I'm going to use the pool selfishly. 
How are you going about doing that? Uh, so as I'm like motioning it, like motioning this creature forward, and I'm like trying to like seem all like, come on, let's go. Yay, let's go. I'm going to be like, come on, you big dumb idiot. Let's go. Come on, you fuck up. Let's let's get to the other side. Okay. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to not only let it know that it's like we're trying to help you because we're your friends, but I'm also trying to be like, this is urgent and we need you to like be serious, please. Yeah, I'd say that definitely qualifies as ignoring or insulting your girlfriend since this is her her, uh, self-proposed pet. Uh, So you want to shift your superior up, and what label are you shifting down here? Let's see. I am going to shift my superior up, and I am going to shift my... I'm going to shift my mundane down. All right. I think as patchwork runs through this door and all of you make it to the other side uh solar flare you see the emperor pull out a blaster rifle from his hip he does like fire it off at you before you're able to get the door down it sort of connects into like your knee thigh area and i need you to take a powerful blow for me can i try and block that blow sure roll to defender how is it that you're going about doing this? Because you're on the other side of the door from her, so... Um, so... Is she the last one there, basically? Yeah, she's holding the door up that's going to divide you from the Emperor. Right. Um, I guess pulling her out of the way, uh, just by, like, grabbing her body and turning. Okay. Roll to defend Solar Flare. Seven. Okay. You get to choose one from the list as you protect her. Add a team, take influence, or clear a condition. I will clear a condition. (laughs) A lot of that going on today. I only say that because, hey, she hit me before and I'm helping her out. So what's to be angry about? And then you can either expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Yeah, I'll expose myself to danger. NBD. Okay. So I think you do get to clear that condition. You grab Solar Flare and spin her out of the way. The gun is going to collide with your back instead, and I need you to take the powerful blow. Awesome. Let's see. Uh, oh, flat D2D6. Wait, no. Roll conditions. Okay. Ooh, nine. Okay. On a seven to nine, choose one. Lash out verbally. Give ground. Your opposition gets an opportunity. Or struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. Let me mark two conditions. Okay. What two are you marking? Uh, let's say I'm angry again. <laughs> and, hmm, I guess guilty. I don't know. Not I love sure. that quick yo-yo of, I'm angry. I'm not angry. Oh, fuck, I'm angry again. <laughs> Given my character's backstory, it makes sense. <laughs> There's only one thing I want to add to that is if I can, I want to get the arm caught in the door and just flip him off. Yeah, we definitely get a panel of that before we cut out to the side that you all are on. The four of you and the Zolkak are in what appears to be an empty hallway. Shikari, you know the way to the bridge. Uh, the Emperor has been sealed off behind that metal door, at least for now. What do you do? 
I, I think Shikari looks at, like, I mean, for the most part, all of the team is some kind of wounded. Like, I know, Bird Snatcher, you can, you can grow your shit back, but you've lost a lot of limbs, and I know you're probably used to it, but in her brain, she's like, man, that's going to take a toll. And I, I think that in regards to what she think may be coming, I think she, she's going to use one of her Janus moves again, uh, the mask. Once per session, you can either affirm your ho- a heroic or secret identity to switch your mundane with your mask's label. And I think she sort of looks towards um, the trifecta of um, wounded heroes on the ground. And she just sort of, you see her sort of like look down a little bit and she goes, well, okay then. And she she straightens her Carmen San Diego hat, and she she just like authoritatively slams the staff down onto the floor to sort of bring attention to everyone. And it's like, I know it may not mean a lot to the well any of you, but God damn it, I'm a part of the new wave, and we're going to get out of here all right. Now I don't know how your biology works, but do we have anything to patch you up so we can get out of here as fast as we can? God damn it. If we can get to the docking bay, Quasar could call our ship, and then we've got lots of medical supplies on there. I mean, that works. I mean, it'd probably be much easier to get to the get to the docking bay from the bridge. I can probably call it from here if I can find another access panel. I mean, um, yeah, let's just run then to the next access panel. Okay. We get a panel that shows, like, you all are in sort of a long, straight hallway. You see an access panel at the other end of it, at the other end of the hallway. As you all sort of take note of this, you hear a thudding from behind you. The door that you sealed the emperor behind with each thud is getting, like, very heavily dented. God dang it. Uh, You get the feeling that this door is not going to hold for long. What do you all do? I used my other power to use that arm that was on the other side of the wall and try and start punching him. Okay, do you have any sort of, like, way to see through that arm? That was the weird sentence. Do you, (laughs) like, would you have an idea what you're punching at, or are you just kind of, like, flailing? It's probably, like, a flailing where it's just, like, flailing around until it feels something and then, like, crawling towards it. And then start punching to distract. Okay. So go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat for me. That sounds hilarious. That's an eight. Okay. Uh, you get to choose one from the list. Do you need me to read it out or have you got it? I don't know why I don't have an open. Okay. It is resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for allies or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I think out of all of those, the one that makes the most sense is probably surprise the opposition. That makes sense. You are punching into, you don't know what it is. You know that it's supposed to be the emperor. But as you're punching, the only way I can think of to describe this, and I know it's not something you've done before, but if you imagine having like a giant vat of pudding, it's the feeling of punching pudding. It just kind of, like, jiggles and wiggles around your fist. You're definitely hitting something very solidly, but it's like that kind of... I don't know. I don't think pudding's technically a plasma, but it's not quite a solid and not quite a liquid. Does that make any sense? I think that works. You do, like, if you've got any sort of uh, feeling from this arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it gets picked up. 
and like thrown across the room into a wall. Rude. What are the rest of you doing on the other side of the doorway? I feel like it's been a bit since Solar Flare's done anything. Not a comment, more of an invitation. Are we, um, we're running to an access panel, aren't we? And we're just hearing the, um, the thudding, I assume. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not really, I'm trying to think what I can do in this situation. Um, I guess this isn't like the lowest floor of the spaceship, is it? Uh, I don't think you really have access to that information. If you well, want I was just thinking... assess the situation and try to use that. Yeah, okay. I want to want to figure out if this is the lowest floor on the spaceship because there's something I can think to do, but um, I kind of might need to to know if this is the lowest floor or not. So, okay. Uh, assess the situation. Nine. Okay. On a seven to nine, you get to ask one question. Uh, what here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the greatest danger? Who here is most vulnerable to me? And how could we best end this quickly? Um. Or if you want to try to modify one of those somehow, let me know and we'll kind of... I guess... Play iffy um, with the rules a bit. Um, I was thinking, how can I best... I guess... Because um, I kind of want to barricade, like, the hallway further, uh, whether that be through shields or creating... Uh, like, just blowing up the floors and so that, so that you can't, like, just walk across. Yeah, so something like... like so, basically, that. what here can you use to make... Yes. Terrain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's what I'm... Yeah, okay. these walls, all the walls and the flooring all have, like, paneling on them that you could sort yeah. of rip up and use to barricade the door off. There's also, like, because it's a comic book spaceship, there's, like, a wall of windows off to your right that if you were to smash the glass, it would create, well, I mean, like, a terrible vacuum into the darkness of space, but also the glass potentially useful if you want to take that risk um yeah i i don't know that i want to risk uh everyone being sucked into the vacuum space um i think i'm going to start tearing off kind of i'm going to fly uh, kind of start tearing off paneling uh from the walls and kind of fly back and kind of begin to barricade the door kind of further and i'm going to use my solar powers to kind of like melt like kind of almost weld it in place um to kind of ensure that it's like really reinforced and very very sturdy or as sturdy as i can possibly make it okay uh, roll to defend your group, then, as you're okay. using this to block off the Emperor. Yeah, I've done that a lot today. Um, and you get a plus one on this because of your assess the situation. Sure. Nine. <laughs> Again. Okay. Uh, you get to choose one from the list, add a team to the pool, take influence over someone, or clear a condition. Um, I want to... Uh, I'm going to clear another condition because... I'm going to clear angry, I think. Yeah. Uh, angry or... No, I'm going to clear afraid, actually, because I feel like I'm trying to kind of ensure that we're safer. So I think clearing afraid makes more sense. And then expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? Um, I'm trying to de-escalate the situation, if anything. Uh, I guess expose myself to danger. Okay. So I think what is going on is... You're, like, welding the door basically shut, but as you're welding things down on, like, the bottom part, you see the top part is, like, bending down slightly. This inky mm -hmm. tentacle snakes its way through and grabs you by your arm. What is it doing? The panel that you want to reach is at the other end of the hallway. 
Your girlfriend is grabbed by an inky black tentacle where you're at, though. Uh, yeah, I'm going to save her. I'm going okay. to power up my claw and just, like, slash at it. Let's see how you like a material that's, like, altered to basically function as something that's heated to about a thousand degrees. You little fucking tentacle bastard. I will let you make the call there if you think that's defending Solar Flare or directly engaging to take something from them, that being Solar Flare. Because either one kind of works. I'm going to roll to defend because uh, I'm still afraid. So directly engaging is at a neg two, and it feels like that would be something that you would be aware of, is that she's afraid. Right. So I'm just going to, to slash at it and kind of yank Solar Flare away. Okay, so roll plus savior then. Savoir. I got a three. Yay. Oh, no. Oh, no. This isn't going so... I mean, if the option is there, I want to come and defend whatever the fuck is going to happen right now. <laughs> okay, Quasar, mark your potential. I will sort of lay this out, and then, Shikari, you can decide your course of action. You see Quasar running towards this black tentacle. It has solar flare, like, it's starting to pull her up towards the hole that it's created. You know that Quasar is not going to make it in time, and Solar Flare is going to be pulled through. What do you want to do? I I think Shikari is going to make a uh, a defend role. What she's going to do is, she, with her with her heightened senses, Shikari can see things a little faster and like Spidey time. She can hear heartbeats, and she just knows she's not going to make it. So she starts. Um, arcing her arm back with the electrified spear that the guards were using, and she uses all of her enhanced strength and senses to just sort of jam it into the wall, like into into the into the tentacle right at the base of the wall. She's going to try and pin it in place, like dead center, and she's going to try and as she throws it. The spear is going to go arcing and it's flying through the air. She's going to try and run and basically grab the two of you by the scruff of the neck and yank you back. Okay, roll to defend them then. Oh, sweet Jesus, please work. Oh, that's a hit. <laughs> oh, thank Christ. <laughs> okay, on a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. Add a team, take influence over one of them, or clear a condition. I, I think... Actually, you know what? I, I think she's going to clear a condition so she can properly directly engage in the combat because for, she was a little, she was afraid before. She was, she, all these scary aliens just kept on popping up and she, she managed to not just save one, but two of these just like super powerful, beautiful women with just one like spear blow. And it's kind of like made her less scared. So I think she's going to clear afraid. All right. And then, uh, because you got a seven to nine, expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? Uh, I think she's going to expose herself to danger. Okay. So the two of you, Solar Flare and Quasar, are pulled back by Shikari. She, like, turns to look at you as you're pulled back into the hallway towards the panel. And I think as that's happening, another tentacle shoots through the metal door. It's going to wrap around Shikari's neck from behind, and we get a panel of, like, her being choked out, her eyes going wide, 
go ahead and take a powerful blow for me, Shikari? Sure, why not? <laughs> okay. Oh, cool. That's an eight. <laughs> okay. Damn On it. a seven to nine, choose one. Lash out verbally, give ground, or struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. Oh, man. Uh, I, oh, I These think... open up such good narrative consequences. Okay. Um... I I think I Shikari doesn't have it in her right now to lash out verbally. I I think she's going to struggle past the pain. She's going to put on a brave face and struggle past the pain. Okay. What two conditions are you marking? I think she's going to be a bit angry and um probably a little bit hopeless. She might not be afraid, but like she she's stoic in the fact that she's going to make sure these guys get out of here but she's not sure if she's going to make it in this condition. So I think she's setting herself up. I think she's, at the moment, angry, guilty, and hopeless. All right. Bird Snatcher, what are you doing? There's the panel off on the far end of the hallway. Shikari's being choked out by a tentacle monster. The two space lesbians have just been rescued. I think that's everything that's going on. That's it. That's nothing else. That's just that small thing. Nothing else. <laughs> just like three things. That seems casual. Well, I don't know who this emperor guy is. I just know that he totally flung my arm, and that's rude. So I guess I'm going to go for the tentacle thing, because I'm assuming that's what it was from. Is that the direction that it came from? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to jump on it and wrap around it and start beating it. Okay. Uh, again, I could see this either being directly engage or defend, so I'll let you make that call. I'm going to call it directly engaging. I got a nine. Okay. On a seven to nine, pick one. Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Can I take the tentacle from him? How are you going about doing that? Pitch me the idea. Can I bite slash pull it off? I'm not super strong, though. I'd say, yeah, you can, like, cut your way through it. It does, because you didn't choose to resist or avoid their blows, it is going to throw you off of it. But, like, as it flings you, you've got enough of yourself wrapped around it that it is going to, like, pull off from the rest of it. You smack hard into the wall on the side of the ship, Actually, no. You smack into the uh, wall of windows that I set up earlier, <laughs> and we see that this window is starting to crack. Go ahead and mark a condition for me, please. Gonna have to mark insecure. And then, Shikari, this thing is still wrapped around your neck, but it's not connected to the rest of its tentacly body. Quasar and Solar Flare, what are the two of you doing now? I have an idea. If you're willing to team up against all of this, uh, Solar Flare. What? Bueno. So what I suggest that you do is you you use your uh, uh, thermal abilities to basically burn the tentacle off of what's her face, Shikari. Uh, but if you can do that, then it doesn't matter if you injure her or not, because I'm going to jet to the, uh, access panel and use the computer, the ship's computer to send out a beacon to our, to our ship, to my Kirby craft, which can move incredibly fast. 
it'll be here in no time. And then we can just blast out the windows and we're home free. Okay, I'll do that. Um, so I feel like to cut the, te- is it like wrapped really tightly? Can I just pull it off or will it need to kind of be cut? It would need to be cut, but you're going to have okay. a plus one to the roll because it's not part of the yeah. main body. Okay, um, so I feel like solar flare kind of focuses lots of heat in just one finger and she kind of uses it as almost like a scalpel, like a heat scalpel. Uh, to kind of slice uh, through part of the tentacles and then just kind of tear it off her neck to free her. Okay. I think this is actually going to be unleashing your powers here because it's not directly attacking Shikari right now. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, it's like a precision movement. Yeah, and I've got ideas for how things can go wrong from this for (laughs) unleashing your powers. They just have ceased to have a jugular. Just cut your head off, yeah. Horrifying. (laughs) At nine. I mean, this has turned into, like, a horror episode now, as you Uh, all down this hallway with a tentacle monster in a spaceship. (gasps) And, boy, arms fall off, boy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Dustin's character in general. On a seven to nine market condition, or the GM will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Um... I'm trying to think how it could be unstable or temporary. Um, maybe guilty. I think I'm going to mark guilty because she kind of got beyond choking out, choke, being choked out by this tentacle because it's kind of my fault. Okay, so go ahead and mark that. Quasar, you race yep. down this hallway to interface with this panel, and once again, I feel like that's going to have to be an alien tech roll to get it to send out that beacon. Uh, well, I was actually curious about something. So um, I did fill out one of my uh, potential things. Okay. Is it possible to add the advancement now? Or do I have to wait until like, bueno, because I've actually been thinking about this for a while because that potential has been sitting there at four for like the last two games. And I've been so (laughs) mad. Uh, I'm so mad that I never fail anything. Well, that's just it, is that it's like every time I fail, someone steps in and they're just like, no, let's fix that so that it's not a failure. And it's like, great. I want that one last potential. Let me fail at something so I can get better. I just care about my girlfriend. What more do you want? How dare you? Who do you think you are? I'm sorry. Uh, So I am going to, uh, this is probably my favorite one to take, and I'm sure that you guys know exactly what I'm going to do. Choose two new abilities from any playbook as you come into your own. Uh, now I am going to, uh, kind of lean into my, my specialization and I'm going to take technopathy from the transformed playbook and I'm going to take, uh, from the scion playbook, I'm going to take, uh, mastery of a single, or no, I'm going to take electrokinesis. Oh, good pull. And okay. those are going to be my two new abilities. So I'm going to use my te- uh, technopathy and my electrokinesis to kind of force hardwire the ship's computer to like telepathically interface with it. And basically, like, if it doesn't do what I want it to do, I'm going to quote unquote punish it with electricity. Jeez. First off, kinky. And off, I totally expected you to take your moment of truth there. But yeah, that's, that's not my style. 
that definitely works. And I need you to roll to unleash your powers. And can I still do it with the the alien? Well, I'm not. Yeah, I am doing it to do something that it doesn't normally do. Would that count? Yeah, yeah, okay. that works. It's, That's just so that, like, if it. Yeah. So use your alien side and then. Oh no. Do we have any team left? You. I think you had one left. Did you? Have, yeah. I think we have one. Because you all decided not to use it in the last time you had a chance to. So Quasar rolled a six. If somebody wants to use Team somehow to help her out, interfacing with this panel on the other end of the hall. I mean, I, I think now that, that Shikari is, is free you know, her tentacle collar. <laughs> she um she grabs its like gooey black remains from the ground and just like like she doesn't even think about it. She just shoves it into her pocket and she, she runs over to Quasar and I think she's going to she sees you struggling. Like maybe there's I don't know if you guys sweat I or maybe there's like a sexy alien version of that, but she sees you're struggling and I think she runs up and puts a hand over yours on the panel and she's going to unleash her powers and try and basically get a telepathy read of both the console and your powers at the same time and like try and simultaneously give you a boost and read the inner workings of the panel, see how it's been used before. Okay. That Definitely worked to use your last team from the pool, and that is going to bring your alien tech roll up to a seven, Eve. Uh, what happens on a seven to nine for that? Uh, well, it just says on a hit, you create a device that can do something impossible once and then fizzle. Uh, it's only when you roll a plus a 10 or more or a total miss. Uh, so a seven to nine is basically just like one time it works and that's it. So my thing is that I want it to send out a beacon that's basically like, get your ass over here as quickly as possible. Okay. To my ship, to my Kirby craft. This beacon is being sent out. Bird Snatcher, what are you doing on the other end of the hallway as all this is going down? The tentacle monster is still trying to knock its way through the door. Uh, you basically presumably would just be trying to hold it off until the ship can get here. Okay. Uh, they're separate from where I'm at, right? For the most part? You're separated by, like, a long stretch of hallway. Okay. Are there any, like, door systems along the way? Yeah, there's some that, like, on the side opposite the uh, wall of windows. Cool. Well, I mean, like, down the hallway to, like, close it off. Oh, like, well, there's the door that is... Are you saying, like, doors you can run through and close between you? Or, like, something to close off where the Emperor is? Because that's already closed off. He's just trying to brute force his way through it. Okay. I was basically trying to close off the area from where they're at, from where I'm at. Because since I'm closer to where the Emperor or whatever is at. You know what? I'll say that there is, because that creates some fun narrative. So you're just basically trying to make another wall between you and the rest of the group? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you necessarily need to roll for that. You just, like, find a switch that starts another one of these sliding metal doors down between you and the group. Uh, we get the panels of it just, like, slowly coming down from the top. 
uh, does Bird Snatcher say anything to the rest of them, or what's he like? What does that panel look like? He has a plan, but I think there would just be a bubble that goes dot 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 where he looks down the hallway at them and then back over where the wall is starting to come down. So then he just quietly goes over and starts closing the door and, and waits over by the, the cracked windows. Okay. As that's happening, or after that happens, there's another thud. And then on the third thud, the door falls over. Through it, you see come the Emperor of the Gerlaxians. He is covered in shadowy, inky blackness, the same way that Warp was in one of the early reality Warp issues. He's sort of walking on these inky black tentacles. He has four swords in his four Gerlaxian arms and like a whole slew of shadowy tentacles. He's coming straight at Bird Snatcher. What do you need to do? I think there's something Lakshmi would like to do very quick. And I imagine this, like, it doesn't take long for her to do this kind of thing. It In the, in the split second that the thumps came and the door was knocked down, I think she put her hand, took it off Quasar's and put it back into her pocket and wrapped it around the, the severed limb of, like, the, the, the miasma, like, tentacle. And she's going to unleash her powers because while it's now disconnected, this is still an object that was connected to the Emperor that was connected to essentially Project Malice. And if anyone knows how to take down Project Malice, it's going to be Project Malice. So she's going to try mm-hmm. and basically get like a history or a read from this severed tentacle. Oh, I, what you could do, you could totally uh, Picard it when he was attached to the Borg. Yes! Whoa. Yes! <laughs> oh that my was God, a lot yes! Of words. <laughs> That was some nerdy shit. Uh, what? Oh, it was so on point. <laughs> you are so welcome for that. Oh, that made me so genuinely happy. Thank you. <laughs> uh, is that different from what you just said, or was that just a reiteration? I've never watched Star Trek. Well, then we need to stop this podcast right now and fix that. We just need to like, churn out seven seasons. It'll be super quick, I promise. <laughs> so, super short version uh, Picard was assimilated into the Borg, and when he was brought back on board the Enterprise, uh, they couldn't figure out how to detach him from the Borg, and so they just fucking didn't. And they actually used his connection to the Borg to basically put all of the Borg to sleep, which caused a system overload and caused them to explode. But in this case, I think what could happen is that she could use her emotional manipulation abilities to cause like an emotional feedback loop into Project Malice. Yeah. I like that a lot more. That sounds so cool, and I'm I'm willing to do that. That sounds dope as heck. Okay, yes. so it sounds to me like you're trying to defend Bird Snatcher here. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely take that defend role because <laughs> okay. it's way better than my freak. <laughs> Go ahead and hit me with that defend role, then. Yes, thirteen. That's a full hit. <laughs> okay, on a hit, you get to pick one from the list. Uh, add a team to the pool, take influence over Bird Snatcher, or a clear condition. Oh, man. Um, oh, I, I, I feel like just in case, I mean, I could clear a condition. I don't feel like I need to take influence, but just in case, I think we're going to add a team to the pool because I feel like that'll come in more handy than me clearing a condition right now. Okay. So you all now have one team in the pool? 
bird snatcher, you see this giant inky monster stomp toward you, just step, step, step. And then all of a sudden, its tentacles just start drooping. The general screams out and says, What is going on? And as that's happening, the Kirby craft of our friendly space lesbians show up outside of this wall of windows. What does your Kirby craft look like again? Um, so for anybody that has seen uh, Steven Universe, it kind of look like, looks like Paradox's little circle ship. Oh my god, yes. Except instead of it being green, it's just kind of like a silvery mithril blue. And then like the front panel, which kind of looks like... Um, so I know exactly what I want to say in my, like, in my head, but there's no way that I'm going to be able to get that across because I'm old as fuck. And it's a reference from when I was a kid. So that's not going to happen. Uh, give it a shot. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know those, you know from the quarter machines, those little balls that you used to get where it was actually just like a bunch of little pieces and then you had to piece it together like a puzzle and it was three-dimensional and it became a sphere? Dude, yeah, yeah. No, there's like little gashapons. You get like an, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. The, so the front window is basically one of those. It's like, it's one of those oh. little panels where it just kind of like, it's thinner in the center and then it kind of widens out. Oh, okay. And then that's just like a darker blue, but it's just like a decent sized ship. And I believe inside is still uh, uh, the squelch. I mean, he needs water to survive. So <laughs> I don't think, I feel like we, you had to fluffy leave might be We installed a pool. <laughs> Regardless, this ship shows up. I will leave it up to you how you all are getting through the wall of glass to get to it. I have an idea. I have an idea. We ride Patch. Patch is big, right? We all get on Patch. And Patch is armored, tentacled, beautiful, big monstrosity monster. We ride Patch into the ship. I mean, if everybody wants to jump on top of Patchwork and (laughs) sort of jump your way between ships. I'm, I'm so in love with this idea. (laughs) i'm so glad there was like that was such like a pregnant pause i was like oh fuck that was actually really dumb (laughs) no i love the idea of the three of you climbing on top of what is essentially a space woolly mammoth and it runs and eldritch woolly mammoth (laughs) adorable it runs and just like shatters its way through the glass into your ship we get like an E.T. bike scene style jump between the two of them. <laughs> That's perfect. As can... the three of you land in the ship, we cut back over to Bird Snatcher. You are facing off with the Gerlaxian Emperor. What do you want to do? Okay. Um, I guess I'll talk to him and say, you brought me here, didn't you? You will serve the Empire as one of our slaves. I serve no one. And nothing. That's a, a character thing. It's a lesson that I embody. So I get to shift one of my labels up and down. Okay. What labels are you shifting? Uh, danger up and probably mundane down. Okay. Okay. Um, with that done, I'm going to, depending, I don't know which direction things are in with the wall of glass and things where I'm at and everything. But either I'm going to jump into him through the wall of glass, or I intend to break the wall of glass so that he gets suctioned out of the airlock anyway. Yeah, he is in front of you. The wall of glass is off to your left. 
but you could like run over and kick it real good and it would shatter if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Okay. So bird snatcher, you run over to this panel of glass that you were thrown into. Are you just going to like kick your way through it or did you have something else you wanted to do? Getting out of here cost me an arm and a leg, but now it's time to give everybody a hand. And I just start clapping right into the glass. Clap, clap, clap. Fucking piece of shit. I love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you. These puns really give him a leg up on the competition. You watch <laughs> as in panel after panel, the cracks in the glass start spreading and eventually shatter out. The vacuum of space is now exposed to this hallway that has you and the Emperor in it. And in true comic book fashion, the two of you were sucked out into the vast, dark emptiness of space. Uh, before, I guess, possibly their happy ending, uh, I do have an ability that activates uh, a mind of their own. My powers evolve and mutate. When I'm facing an obstacle or threat that my powers wouldn't be able to deal with, I can mark a condition to gain brand new abilities adapted to the situation. And I lose the powers once the danger is gone. So I'm going to go ahead and mark afraid. And now I'm fine in space. Breathable. <laughs> with that. So Quasar, Solar Flare, Shikari, what are the three of you doing? I'm petting Patchwork. I'm telling him that he's been a very good boy. And I'm going to try and find some treats for him to have. Okay. I need, I need your help again, Solar Flare. Why? Well, uh, so out of character, do you remember when we were designing these characters and I designed the Kirby craft and we had to decide on an unusual fuel source oh, and yeah. we decided on your, your firepower? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So I need you to feed the engines real quick while I interface with the computer so that I can save um, Arms Fall Off Boy. Mm, okay. Yeah, sh I think Shikari is just like... She she was so caught up in riding this dope, like, Cthulhu mammoth through space into a dope Peridot ship, and she just kind of forgot that there were only three people on patch, and the second you were in, we, we were in the ship and safe, she just sort of did a double take and went around, and her face has just been pressed up against the glass watching this whole, like, situation. <laughs> She's just like freaking out, like, and she hears you like, "Oh, I gotta pet the, oh, could you power?" I'm like, oh god, yes, no, oh my god, oh my god, we left him. Oh yeah, no, let's get him right now. He's gonna die. Oh god. Yeah, you can definitely see him like floating in space. I wanna turn Shikara and I'm like, I mean, humans are fine. Like you are fine in space, so he'll be okay. It's just just need a few minutes. I'm not gonna like fly over to like the uh the engine and just start like throwing my star bolts in there to power everything okay so the quasar manages to fly the ship over to bird snatcher how are you getting him inside of it are you just like reaching out and pulling him in do you have some sort of like machine for this or like a tractor beam or like i don't know, like a claw machine hook <laughs> so you know have uh, you guys ever machine <laughs> have you guys ever seen uh the those um documentaries about like deep sea explorations where the ships always have those like weird little claws yeah the little hands 
Yeah, that's kind of what I imagine is that there's like this big round ship and then out of the front come these like adorable little raccoon hands and it just kind of like, <laughs> it kind of just grabs him and just kind of like feeds him into the into the ship, like into like a, an intake pod kind of deal. The same area that we got in through probably. I don't know. Okay. You managed to pull him in and he is still lying unconscious. Is anybody going to go, like, check on him, or...? Oh, no, like, the second the hands grabbed him, Shikari was running back down to, like, the area of the pod where they were brought in, and um, Shikari, well, Lakshmi's mother is a nurse back on Earth, so I reckon there's a section on her utility belt that's just got, like, this really tiny first aid kit, so I think she gets down to, like, the reception bay, essentially, just as um, just as Bird Snatcher is coming in and she's already got the, the first aid kit out and prepped. Okay. Question for you, Justin. Does Bird Snatcher normally have, like, a pulse or does he breathe? Is there a way to tell if he's alive? I would say he normally breathes, but I don't think he'd have a pulse. Okay. Second question. Is he breathing now? Well, he was out in space, so probably not. Well, I mean, Shikari can literally, part of her abilities that is that she can hear pulses, she can hear, like, your heartbeat. And I think she would have known that he, while he doesn't necessarily have a heartbeat, he breathes. And she she comes in and he's lying on the ground. She's like, oh, I can't hear a heartbeat. But then she's like, she can't hear his lungs moving either. And I think she just goes straight to CPR. She's just like, yeah. Yeah, I think because... It takes, like, it. he's decidedly not human. We've established that. Yeah, yeah. It takes, it takes a little while, but your Shikari is very confident that he's not dying. Mm. And I think we are going to get one last panel that is Solar Flare and Quasar on the bridge of the ship. Uh, Solar Flare powering it as Quasar steers you off in the direction of Earth. And that is going to be the panel that we end this issue on. So if you liked what you heard, follow us on Twitter at LGBTDpod. If you really liked what you heard, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash LGBTD. You can be like our super amazing patrons thus far at supercaitlin one at Micah Stranded, Nick, and Zach. We love and appreciate all of them and their patronage. If you liked what Charlie brought to the table, which we definitely did, I enjoyed the hell out of this issue, go ahead and follow her podcast, uh, Real Fantasy Encounters. Am I forgetting anything, Charlie? No, that seems to be on the money for me. You can find us um, on Twitter at RF Encounters, but... You can hit us up on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us there. All right. Highly recommend their podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Charlie. For us, for the next week, we are going to sign off. We've got our post-game discussion coming up here in just a few minutes. If you are a patron, you have access to that on our Patreon. Until next week, though, stay safe, everybody. And... There's actually one thing I forgot. And that's session notes. As Shikari is turning and walking away from Bird Snatcher up into the main deck, we get a panel of him staying on the floor. 
And finally, after a blank panel, we get another panel where his eyes open. Are <gasps> don't you dare, Auntie? No. Inky black. Oh, Who do you think you are? <laughs> How dare you play with our emotions like this? Oh my god, I knew it was coming too. I was yeah. like, don't you fucking dare, mate. <laughs>